yo, what's cooking? What's dumping? What's Pythagorean theorem? Well, who the hell is Pythagorean? He uses shaving cream anymore. This is the part two of first impressions of the spring season, anime season 2022. Right? We're in the right season, right? Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. dude. I'm Franny Pack, aka Frankie Punk. Because I'm an orc today, because it's the seasonal frontier. Jibo, play that part two horn. Mariah, it's this, yep, it's the same horn as part one because, yep, because we're horny. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's my cue to come in. Hey, everybody, it is the pink menace. That's all I got. Hey, what's up? It's uh, Lego Pizza, and I've just come back from saving the earth, you know, just trying to protect the trees. I decided that I don't need uh, anymore because now I just always use the Nice. Recycle, reuse, pizza. Your meat. I'm not going to recycle pizza. I'm sorry. Uh... It's spades, and I'm caught off guard, so let's get this going. Spades, hey, yeah. Spades doesn't understand the joke I made, because he wasn't on the pod where we yeah. talked about just using the trash can. Well, hopefully all the listeners do. Or don't. You know. Either one is fine. But yeah, we got your boy Kung Ming, a special happy blast isekai musical jam out of pa works yeah um pink pizza and lego menace are gonna fill us in about that and then on the other side we got Frankie punk and spot as giving you the executioner and her way of life first impression episode first impression means we watched the first three episodes after we made our picks before watching anything and we're gonna let you know how it is so far We're going to spoil some stuff because it's the first three episodes and that's it. And try and sell you on it if you haven't checked it out yet. If you watched it, you can uh, hop in the discussion with us, bond a little bit. And I don't think you guys checked out Executioner yet, did you? No, no, I did not. But I am planning on it. Well, I'm going to sell that to you, Horde. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Give it to me. It's a ride. I need it. Because I've been bugging you guys. That's my favorite typing. And I want you guys to sell me on your boy Kung Ming because I haven't seen an episode yet. So oh. now we got we got a little sell off. I well, don't think it's gonna be hard. Well, well, like Pink, exactly. Dope. Soft boys unite. I guess we're gonna start with your boy Kung Ming, and it's your boy Y A. Yeah, Kung, like King Kong Ming M I N G with the explanation point. Yeah. And they, they, every time they say the, in, like in the, they do like a little transition and they have your boy Kung Ming and it's done by the female protagonist in the show and it's the most adorable thing ever and I love it every time they do it. Oh, so that mm-hmm. blonde, cute, uh, talented performer is the protagonist along with Kung Ming? Yeah, it's yeah. like the two of them are like partners in crime. Yeah. Love it. It's a story of like him making her number one. Exactly. He's like, yo, your dream is worth me supporting. What? That's dope because he's a tactician, legendary. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Real so, from the past. And when she does the little, she goes, your boy, Kong Ming. Oh. It's the coolest fucking thing ever. Shoot. 
I love it. Every time I hear it, I like fall more in love with the show. It is so endearing. New text message alert. New grinder alert. <laughs> Yo, exactly. It's your boy, like a pizza. See, that's the thing. I when I started watching the show, I thought it was it's your boy. And it's just your boy. And I was a little disappointed in that because I love being like, yo, it's your boy, Kong Ming. But no, nah, it's just your boy, Kong Ming. But still great. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just a little uh, background on the show. Uh, it's a reverse isekai. So what happens is uh, it opens up with a uh, little intro regarding the Three Kingdoms War in China, which is very historical. Lots of media written about it, historical text, all that stuff. Uh, where China was at uh, a point, it was like the year, it was a third century, so it's like late 200s. Um, and China has three different kingdoms, and they're all kind of vying for power. And it shows the death of one of the like emperors of one of the kingdoms, and the one of the tacticians that was like the, the master tactician for that emperor. Um, and the master tactician ends up dying, and... Uh, gets reincarnated into modern-day Japan. And that's kind of, like, where they start off the show, which is just, like, okay, what the what is, what's going to happen? And you start out just as confused as he is, too, because he's, like, he comes into, a, like, a Halloween party in the streets of Tokyo, and he's like, oh, guess I went to hell. Yeah, it's actually hilarious, because, I mean, he's, you know, from the, the third century, right? So he gets basically just transported into this body but it's it's his his body is like if he was like you know in his late 30s maybe his like prime prime yeah, yeah. and he has his traditional chinese outfit on and he's just like in shibuya in japan like a huge festival happening in the streets of shibuya and he's walking around and people are like in devil masks and things like that and he literally just thinks that he's in hell uh and it's it was really funny and so, like, these two guys uh, find him, and they're like, oh, dude, nice outfit. Who do you think you are, Kong Ming? Because they, like, recognize the traditional Chinese uh, attire, and it's very reminiscent of the Three Kingdom era, who Kong Ming was a very influential person and very famous person. And this just actually happened to be Kong Ming reincarnated. So the, the show's very, like, in-your-face about, like, this character is like a very known historical figure and a, a lot of people know who he is. So, I mean, maybe in the Western audiences, you might not know who he is, but I'm sure if like I was Japanese and I was watching the show, like I would know a lot more about Kung Ming going into it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people over there probably don't re know who like Theodore Roosevelt is or Benny Franks. Right. Yeah. I mean, even like though that. it's Japan and not China, a lot of their historical things um, kind of cross over uh, and, they know a lot about each other's history, so I think that kind of is one of the, the reasons that that's played into it. Um, Does he, like, have any personal thoughts about, like, I'm in Japan, not China? So he, he doesn't find out about that for a while. That's he's, right. He, yeah. he literally thinks he's in hell. And so, like, these two guys have, like, uh, sake bottles, and they're, like, drinking, and they're like, they're like, oh, man, come on, man, have some fun, and he they, like, give him booze, and he starts drinking it, and he's like, I guess I need to go, like, further into the depths of hell. <laughs> Dante's Inferno. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. So, how, how far into the first episode does it go? Do, like, you said he gets a little bit of a backstory. 
Yeah. How like halfway through the episode he gets East Guy. That's like the intro clip I know. Yeah, on the, the PV. Clip, the first like, five he minutes. Drops the fan he's holding, like his iconic like this is my thing. His battle fan. Yeah, yeah. and it shows his eyelids closing, he wakes up and in he's got, modern like, day. Long white hair. He looks like he's about to die of old age anyway. And then he drops it, and then next thing he knows he wakes up and he's in an alleyway. Okay, so it, they they just kind of like sprinkled that in there. Yeah, it's not like all right. Here's half an episode of him being in ancient time. No, no. that's why I kind of put in the point of if I was a Japanese viewer, I would probably know a lot more about the historical context of who Kung Ming is, and it would kind of give you more insight into his character. Though they do a really good job of building his historical figure up because they introduce characters who know about the traditional, uh, like Chinese garb and who Kong Ming was, what the Three Kingdom War was like, and the power dynamic that was there, and his they kind of build up his tactician skills, which is what he was known for. And they even give you, like, some stuff he did, too, like stories of what he's done in past battles and stuff. Which are just, like, infamous battles throughout history. Like, you could put it up there with, like, the Trojan horse yeah, type kind of... Wild tactical decisions that a normal person like us would attempt and it'd just be pitiful but this is your boy kung ming yeah yeah when when you guys said that my mind immediately went to like dynasty warriors yes okay so that's the, that that's, that's like a perfect comparison. that's the three kingdoms that's the okay. exact same era right, that he no. comes from and i just want to interject on you guys one more time before you start telling about the music and the comedy and stuff like that but th- there's a character that's a fanboy of the Three Kingdoms and knows a lot about Kung Ming, right? Yes. Yeah. That's um, just a dope attachment just for all that context he said, Lego, for all the people who don't know about him. Yeah, I think it's supposed to give the viewer who doesn't necessarily know a lot more about the Three Kingdom War and who Kung Ming is just a little bit more information so you kind of understand a lot more of the subtext of the show. It's beautiful. It's just a natural catalyst in there just making it all natural for us, getting all this info dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause, but yeah, I want to know about the music, but what are you thinking, Pink? I think it's actually like, cause it's, it's a bit of an ass pull for him to land in the situation he did. Like imagine getting sent thousand, over a thousand years into the future, night of Halloween, people like, yo, come to this club with us. And then the girl there just sings this. The first song she sung too was actually a banger. Like that had me a little, really, really interested right off the rip. Good. That's smart. You gotta do that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's dressed up as like a demon, like an oni. So it's like this really cool Halloween costume. She's doing her performance, and this this guy who at the time is just some weirdo in a Halloween costume is like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've heard. Music has grown so much in this era. And it's Rowan face, dude. Yeah. yeah, He gets into like this trippy, like almost like she's an angel, like. Uh, hovering above everybody else just like giving these beautiful chords of music and I, I actually really loved that too because I think that if this was realistic like if someone was reincarnated into our times one of the thing that one of the things that transcends time unlike technology which would be extremely foreign to them music is something that we've had throughout human history it's something that connects people regardless of where you came from like, you can hear music and you can appreciate it. A universal language. Exactly. Correct. So I think that's one of the really cool things that this show does is that it allows something that really doesn't make a lot of sense, like foreigner in new land thousands of years into the future to have some sort of groundedness into the show and into reality because that's something that even though Japanese music is foreign to him, 
current music is foreign to him, he can still appreciate how music has changed and, and what it, the feelings that it gives to people when they listen to it. Yeah, melody and harmony and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that, I, I just really love that aspect of the show. True that, especially when it's like a multi-element isekai. Right, right. So, um, re- real quick, uh, just uh, how much music, like you said in the first scene when he, when he first meets her, there's music. How much music is there in the first three episodes? Is it like tacked up? where it's where it's like music and then like a couple an episode no music so the There's show been a song in every episode actually okay see like, I and they're like all that. original songs too unlike tag dot man tag top destiny needed more music For i agree with, with putting music on the main stage like that but yeah yeah but like that 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 alone is a reason why i would check this out yeah because and like, it's it's all like modern japanese pop music and um, it's not just music from the main female protagonist either, whose name is escaping me right now. There's mad contestants. This cover art, it's like 20 characters on it. Yeah, so so just to give you a little bit more background of like why the music keeps happening. So he eventually goes up to her after she sings because he's so moved by her music and starts talking to her. And she just thinks it's like some creepy guy, uh, you know, in cosplay. And he's, like, wasted at this point. So she also thinks that he's just, like, some drunk or whatever. Um, And he doesn't have a home, so he doesn't know where to go. So she, like, ends up, like, helping him out. And because she's a nobody in in the music world. You know, she plays at this one club that she bartends at. She does it, like, once a night, maybe. Um, And so she, like, kind of brings him home with her so that he has somewhere to stay for the night. And then the next day, he, like, wakes up from his hangover and is like, oh, this wasn't a dream. I'm still here, or whatever. And one of the things I also really liked about this show was how they explain um, what a person who gets traveled a thousand years in the future would actually do, right? So, no, not in the least bit. Bro, Kong Ming is simply built different. I want you to picture yourself in the year 300 and then going to 2022. That technological and culture shock, normal people would probably shut down. This man's just like, Herm, me and my 2000 IQ, let me learn everything. Well, yeah, but I also, so, okay, I'm kind of, I agree with you on that, but the point that I was trying to make, I guess, is that, so she ends up teaching him about, like, what smartphones are and and things like that, and they get to Wikipedia, and he Wikipedias himself. Mm, Horrible idea. Terrible. Yeah, I totally would. Which us? I mean, I think that's like so. <laughs> that's like a really smart thing to do, and it, it. I think it makes more sense and doesn't leave it up to the imagination of the people, like watching. Of like, how is he living in this world? Like, or or, you know, doesn't he have so many questions? Like, it, it seems like he he's adventurous and tries to find those answers immediately in the first episode, which I kind of liked. Yeah. And then another thing too is they kind of go into like, hmm, why can we talk to you if you're from China? You're speaking Japanese. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of just woke up and this was the language that I was speaking and I understood it. Um, so they don't like shy away from those things that like might be like plot holy. And they kind of just say that's like, I guess that's just part of the reincarnation. Like it, I must be here for a reason. It's just PA works magic. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, you know, they like, Doing stuff out of nowhere. The reality-breaking nonsense. 
Well, I, I think in his, his mind, he says, it seems like I was readied for this new life. I must be here for a purpose. And I think that makes sense because you want to have some sort of... Uh, it needs to make sense to the viewer why this person's here. And he is outwardly trying to figure that out himself and exploring that. Outwardly, exactly. Because I, like, I agree, it's covering the physical plot holes, possible plot holes like that. And Pink, you're a point was also valid but that was like inward that was like mental emotional like we don't see that we can't really we can call it out but we'll never know because it's like in his head unless we get like a shitload of inner monologue so yeah i think that's wise if pa works and they're definitely respectable they know what they're doing yeah well i guess it's not pa works it's the creator of the yeah whoever wrote it but i mean i agree with pink that i think yeah if a if I was transported a thousand years in the future, maybe I wouldn't be able to understand or grasp the ideas as easily, but this dude's just brilliant, right? Dude, if I was transported into this the same way Kong Ming was, after watching Devilman Crybaby episode one, I would oh, hell. definitely, absolutely agree and think I'm in hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be scared out of my mind. One of the things, too, that I thought was... Um, really funny too is like obviously there's a lot of technology that doesn't make sense uh to him and so they end up getting to this conversation when she's trying to teach him stuff and they even like mention things like the blockchain and she's like oh th don't even worry about that that's too complicated and they like make lighthearted jokes about it like because we don't even know what that is exactly so it's yeah. like even uh, we don't understand some of the technology that we have right that's that's intelligent it was like a big that. brain play yeah and then he runs into one of them blowjob machines <laughs> yeah exactly he's like ah yes we have dolls to have sex with perfect yes. all of my needs can now be met and another good point is uh i remember his dying wish was to like be be reborn in a peaceful life his life was full of strife and war and yeah. uh that makes sense how he convinced he himself he's like oh this is meant to be this was my wish he wants like a fun and peaceful life oh, not just like a house plant no he Got exactly what he wanted. Which brings us into what the goal moving forward is. And to him, he was like, well, I would be lost without you. I, I, I keep forgetting her name. I'm just going to keep calling it's her. It's Aiko. Aiko, yeah. E-I-K-O. I think that's how it's spelled. I Aiko right. or Aiko, one of the yeah. two. Uh, we'll just say Aiko. So, yeah. So, he, he talks to Aiko. is like, you know, you're singing. And she plays music for him again. She's like on the guitar just like strumming the acoustic oh singing, my god like, it was just beautiful this really nice song Ooh. yeah and dude that was two songs in episode one yeah two songs in episode one and uh you know he's just completely infatuated with the angelic music that she brings and he's like you know i i finally am in a world without strife and war and now i think my goal is to just give people this music that you have because he could tell that she's like a struggling artist trying to make it in a world where, you know, she only has 20 followers on Instagram or whatever social media they were using. She got no views. Which exactly. is a shame because she deserves the views. Dude, ch yeah. check this out. Keita Hondo is the voice actress, the seiyu for Aiko, this female protagonist. Maple from, I don't want to get Sorry. hurt so I maxed out my defense, Mo Furry. Uh, Anna Schneider from Tacked Up Destiny. No way, that's our, awesome. Our favorite, uh, the voice acting in Tacked Up Destiny was so good. amazing. And we loved Anna, dude. Oh, Han Hana or Hannah y Yurikawa from Mariko Chan, your pick. Mm -hmm. 
You knew that big A? Yeah. No, I remember that because we when we were going over Tactop and Miracle Chan, like she was both. We were talking about it back then too. Love it, just love it. Keep going, guys. I'm sorry about that. No, you're it's good. Funny that you mentioned Tacop's voice acting because me and Spades were watching ep- uh, the dub the other day. Oh yeah, ass. Oh dear. Oh, there's a Ass-water. dub now. Only one not episode, but it's it's not worth it. Oh, oh so it's it's sad. they started airing the dub now. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if I they did it because of us. I couldn't. They should. I couldn't vibe with it the way I did with the sub. I'll have to give it a, a once over just for science, but Dude, Aiko's voice actress was also the main character from Keijo. Woo. That I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So yeah, she's, she's I mean she's she just watched great. It. And Aiko's or Aiko's character is is phenomenal because she kinda you know, it's just like a classic, like I wanna make it in the world and has a lot of heart and is really scared, you know, at the possibilities of what that looks like, but has the passion and drive to do it. And so he kind of basically dedicates herself himself to her and uh, to be her tactician. And so she's like, oh, well, if you're going to help me move up in the music world, you're going to have to understand more, you know, modern music. And so she gives him her phone with headphones and he starts listening to EDM music. And he's like, what is this? And she goes, edm Yeah. So more amazing voice lines. From an amazing voice actress, um, she's also got a lot of like those animations, like moments too, where like she gets all like more flat animated. And it's like cartoony and silly looking. I'm like uh, this, and it fits well too yeah. for the scenes. Yeah, it makes sense. It's not out of place. It's like it looks like a genuine reaction. And so she brings him to work at the bar again, and he meets the owner of the bar, the club that she works at. And he's the one who has all the knowledge of the three kingdoms. So their meeting is like one of the funniest things that that happens in the show because he basically starts testing him on knowledge of the three kingdoms. Which and, one's testing who? Uh, the boss. The owner. Aiko's boss. Of the, yeah, the owner of the club. She's like, ah, oh, we got to get you a job, my guy. I, I guess I'll ask my boss. And then he sits him down and he's like, what's with the get up, dude? Dude, and it's straight up like mental, uh, like gymnastic wars where it's it's they're sitting in front of a shogi set and they're playing shogi and he's talking oh. about the tactics he used back in the day during the Three Kingdoms wars and like the guys testing him on like, oh well, why did this lieutenant uh, get persecuted after uh, uh, this one fight? And he's like explaining why he, even though he was like his most trusted advisor he had to punish him because of like whatever thing ha- like the outcome of that battle and the the owner's like oh that's exactly what kung ming would do you must really be him okay so he's open to everyone about being kung ming yeah yeah he just straight up says it not a lot of people believe him and he doesn't change his outfit so everybody thinks that he's just cosplaying awesome yeah, he even sees some uh, girl in like traditional Chinese garb too and he like flies over her at one point he's like oh excuse me miss uh, w- from what era of China did you come from and she's sitting there like uh, like all freaked out because he thinks that she was also reincarnated but it was just like a local Chinese woman in traditional Chinese garb <laughs> yeah 
But yeah, so like every episode after that, once they kind of set the stage of, okay, he's going to become the tactician of how, like kind of like a manager for her to figure out how she can, you know, get more views on her videos and to book her at more places with more like better stages and stuff, right? Marketing strategy. Yeah. Exactly. He's a God. Dude, this is so, that's so good. I was going to say, if you're going to anyone do it, you might as well have him do it. Yeah. Dude, so, these yeah. plot concepts are just, they seem amazing. And just knowing PA works and what they can do and just knowing already that this is just going to be re- get wholesome. Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm if, buckled up. If you need a reason to watch the show, like there was, I think, what was it? It was episode two. Um, she ends up getting invited to come to this big club night by an actual like professional singer and stuff. But the singer was using her as like, Oh yeah, you're gonna be on that stage while I'm performing. Yeah, there were two floors, and she, like, uh, it was like battle wars where you try to get the most amount of like people attending on your stage because you know it's like whoever is doing better, all the people will flock to your stage. And so she thought wow. that Aiko or Aiko would be easy pickings because she had 20 followers or whatever. Yeah. So she was like, oh yeah, like I'll invite you to this uh, performance, whatever. And you know, Aiko's super sick, but super, super psyched about it. But Kong Ming knows it's a ploy. And so wow. he has to like figure out how to get all of the people to go see Aiko, who's arguably a better performer. Yeah. The um, other girl's voice is like choppy. It's like all because she's like, she hits them Beyonce dance moves on stage. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's just, like, really, like, it's cool to go watch, but she is a singer, doesn't hold a candle. Aiko slays her in singing. And she, so she signs, she goes, like, oh, my God, yeah, thank you. That's such a cool idea, and agrees to it. And then finds out the next day the scheduling of it. It's like, oh, God, oh, God. And Kung Ming's like, nah, don't worry, homie, I got you. And he does. He does. He pulls the sickest strategy I could have it's unimaginable and it was one of those ones right out of the uh the war of the three kingdoms yeah so he like uses old tactics from the three kingdoms that were like useful and he won battles with and he and transposes now, them into how to win a like music off like but, music battle but it's now so he's cool. got all the technology of 2022 so like using, fog using stage lights but yeah have you guys watched carol on tuesday no, no, I hear that's phenomenal. I, I it, know the prize. It's the guy stuff. from Space Dandy and uh, Watanabe. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Space Dandy, Bebop, Samurai Champloo. He uh-huh. Carol Tuesday. I think it's on Netflix. English, and this is a very similar concept. It's basically American Idol on Mars. Two girls, one rich, one poor, team up. Oh, that's cool. They have like a rival girl. That kind of what you're explaining right now with this character and. The manager was my favorite character. He was really awesome. He was like some deadbeat old dude with leather jacket, even though they're in the future, and sunglasses. And that's like Kung Ming's position in this show. And I, if anyone has watched Carol and Tuesday, you gotta check this out. And if you had check, if you like this, you should go check out Carol and Tuesday. Word. Yeah. I'm gonna be completely honest. When you guys said a battle battle of the bands s thing my mind immediately went to scott pilgrim yes and i was like it's the one scene where they his band played against the two djs and i was uh-huh. like all right that so i just wanted to get that off my chest but yeah it was it, it was a lot like that but they weren't like watching each other perform they're in different areas okay, and that's so it was in episode three that happens though okay so it wasn't like a two-headed dragon versus a, a 
Eight. No, it was like two different stages set in two different rooms on two different floors of a venue. So it's like, you know, who's getting the views because oh, yeah. of where they're at. I just, I just looked up a picture of her. She's cute. So like, I would immediately go, go to her stage. I wouldn't care about anything else. <laughs> like if, if she's got a, a great voice and she's cute. Yeah. She hits all the bells floor. and whistles. Yeah. But Kung Ming sets up the most horrifying strategy i've ever seen in my life like this dude would win every Fortnite match undescribably <laughs> like, not to get franny no Can't, he don't even need he, the crank 90s or something he doesn't have to put up a single wall he'll just use the environment and shred it, it's terrifying it's, it's disgusting i well, can crank it plot twist you can actually play with no builds in Fortnite now so yeah but he'd be doing that with builds uh, active He's just that different. He built different. Dude, he literally is the smartest being I've seen in anime in a long time. And, and I'm yeah. only like three episodes in, and I'm like, I would never even want to be in a room with this guy. It's like asking Cthulhu for eldritch knowledge. So he would be in that high prestigious club, the Hall of Fame, with all the smarties like Moriarty the Patriot, Shikamaru from Naruto, yeah, Lelouch from Code Geass, all of them, yeah. Kong mm-hmm. Ming from your boy Kong Ming. Dude. Three episodes and I'm willing to say it. Put him in it. And I love how it gives people who like classic, like really heavy action shonen a little bit of love because you kind of get the vibe of a battle based on how he does his tactics for these music fights. It's he, really cool. He's explaining his plan, and it's, like, such a crazy in-depth plan that it gives him, like, that shonen villain, like, monologuing. And sometimes he gets the eye glints and stuff, like, the head angles, and he's like, see, I just trapped them all in here. They don't even know they're trapped. They just keep walking circles, but they're listening to Ico play. What a duo. It's so cool. And it's the, so cool. The other thing that he does too is like he hides his face behind his fan that he always carries around. Ooh. His iconic fan. Yeah. And he just does like the, <laughs> like almost, Ooh. you know, like it's so good. The Ara Aras. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. With this big ass It's a brain. lame Ara Ara. Yeah. Like this man, exactly. this man slings shaft, but he's still saying Ara Ara. And it's just like, I am horrified and intimidated. Yeah. And when the best part too it. is like, he's still a really good person. Like in the in the third episode, there's another battle of the bands type thing where it's she's at a festival, she's at a smaller stage, and then there's like a really popular boy band that's like twenty feet away that has like almost like the main stage and she's on at the same time as them. And so he like fakes technical difficulties to get them into a better spot in their set to like start playing her music when they're at a lull and like wow. do all these crazy tactics in order to, you know, get her to get all of the fans from the other guys and then like the reason that the other band didn't really pop off was because they were double booked for a second show and the next day the next day and the main singer has like a really uh you know his vocals will kind of hurt his voice so he didn't do their like best song because he was saving it for the next day and so like afterwards of course like the boy band was mad at her taking all the the fans but kong ming like came up to him as like worthy adversaries you know and kind of gave them an olive branch of like this secret chinese medicine that would help lozenge his throat to like make it so that he could perform better so like he's he's still like a really nice person and respectable but you know when it's on the field of battle he's ruthless oh that's some and he will win it's not just by any means he will just win the last minute you could just 
It sounds like you were describing my guy. My rival. No, it's more of like a... Well, he's got high respect, but then when it's time to battle, he goes all out. Okay. That's what I'm... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very yeah. much like that. But the, even then, like, the best is after he's, like, gives these, like, the, the other band, like, this nice, like, throat medicine and stuff. They're walking away, and the manager comes up, and he's like, wow, why, why are you being so nice to them? He goes, well, there's no need. Back in my day, I would have had all their heads on a pike just to display we're the winners. But this is a different time. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Pulls out the fan. Yeah, and he has the fan <laughs> up, and he got the eye glint when he was saying that, too. Like, they made him scary. Like, you're supposed to not want to mess with Kong Ming. I just want to point out that I'm very proud of us for not making any uh, dick and throat jokes. Oh, for the for throat, little yeah, lozenge. Yeah, we're doing throat, great. You know? yeah. Now that you put it in my mind. I'll yeah, put it in your throat, throat next, baby. <laughs> hey. Hey, yo, has it got the honey? You know we got that honey drip. All right. Honey dip balls. <laughs> I was going to say honey drip, but okay. You had, to, you had to go and say something for any didn't you? Yeah. I busted open the eighth gate. <laughs> and now Bring we're going to die. Teabagging so, with a little thanks. extra honey. All in all, like, I don't like the show as much as I like Tamadachi game, but I would no way say I would could shit on this show at all. This is this is like such a sleeper pick. I like this show better only because I had no expectations for this show and I had no idea what I was walking into and I was just completely blown away. And I just love all the concepts they're doing and I think they're doing a really good job of making it as realistic as possible of like what this would actually look like in the real world if someone from, you know, a thousand years ago gets transported into our time and is met with these like more modern, you know, problems and has to deal with them. And I I think it's really cool that music is the thing that unites him and makes him understand. And yeah, I the whole concept is just really cool. And Kung Ming is such a super cool character. I, there's not a single bad character so far, actually. I want to ask about the, some more of the characters. I mean, if we even get a lot of them in the first three, but what you each said right there just. I gotta bring it up again. Just makes me think of PA Works. I'm a PA Works fan. It's the studio, and Pink, like you were saying, like I, you would agree. You watch some of them, Angel Beats. People, uh, the day I became a god, uh, Aquatope of the White Sands that came out in the summer. Besides that, Aquatope one, which is like a unanimously not liked flop. They, it, it's for a certain type of person. You know what I'm saying, Pink? I started yeah. saying, like, you like Tomodachi game more, you're enjoying it, you would never shit yep. on this. Like, you got it. It's not a certain type of person. Sometimes, most of the time, maybe, a certain mood. And what you were saying, Lego, they nail the concepts. Like, these concepts of PA work jams, and the thing about them that I know, I hope they continue this pattern is they develop and they develop, and then something crazy always happens in the end that's just, like, shifts all the dimensions. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for, especially after watching The Day I Became a God. I know something's going to happen, and I really hope I'm not left, like, ugly crying again. Because <laughs> it's setting up itself with some wholesome-ass foundations and uh-huh. promising stuff. A lot of fun. But this, dude, this was way more fun than The Day I Became a God. Like, The Day I Became a God, I was <laughs> yeah, like, this, just a little is, bit. this is a cute show. It's all right. Like, it's got some funny stuff. But this show is actually just fun. 
it's all around fun. Yeah. It, its well, theme is fun, and it's wearing that on its sleeve. Yeah. So well, even it, the OP, like the OP has like this, like chee 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 bang bang bang, like really cool, like. <laughs> It, no, I swear to God, that's like yeah. what they you said. You sent that to me. I, I I remember. It's really cool. And then uh, one of the, my favorite parts is there's like a zoom in on Kong Ming, and then oh, they just put different outfits on him. Like they put him as like you know a dude with like star glasses and like modern clothing, and then they put him in like another type of outfit, whatever. Like that green bathing suit Borat wore. Yeah, exactly. If only. And then there's there's like a little scene of them all dancing to the music, and he's just in his like traditional garb, just like, and dancing. he's hitting like the hardest nene. It yeah. looks, oh, it actually looks cool. It's so cool. I loved it, mostly for the visuals. The song was all right, but it's catchy. It's like chi chi chi, bang bang bang. It's cool. I liked it. So, question, like I don't know if you guys want to want to drop like speculations of it, or like do you see this going past one season? I don't know about the history of it, like if it's what source it has and like how long that is, but um, I mean, if people end up liking it, then fuck yeah. Like it's, it actually has a really high rating. If you look on Mal, like it, I think it's like at an 8.5 or something like that or 8.35. Yeah. Which is like, that's higher than like a bunch of the top picks this season, even though it's like ranked lower for the seasonal, like the people who watch it love it. They yeah. do. Uh, all the comments agree. They're like, yo, this shit slaps. Yeah, the, the it manga. really does. I think one of the biggest things that's a downside for it is that you can only watch it on high dive. Like, not a lot of people have high dive right now. So I think that might be one of the limiting factors of why people aren't watching it. Dude, same for the one we're going to talk about later, Execution in Her Way of Life. And, uh, yeah, this was serialized in 2019 uh, to oh, 2021. So, wow. so we can find out if we're going to get a sequel, but I don't... PA Works really doesn't do any sequels that that I know of, so I wouldn't expect it. Yeah. So you you think it's just gonna wrap up in in the twelve thirteen episodes? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever it is, dude, I'm down for it. I, I would I would watch a second season no matter what because mm-hmm. at least at these three episodes, like I don't know how they're gonna ruin this show. Like they'd have to do a lot to make the build up of what they've done just be for nothing. It does say it's still airing, or it's still releasing, publishing. Oh, uh, like the manga? Uh, is it yeah. a manga, or is it a light novel? Kadansha's Comic Days website, and later in Weekly Young Magazine, and right now in the magazine Comic Days, December 31st, 2019, to November 16, 2021, but then it's, oh... November 22, 2021 to present. So maybe that's the second season. I don't know. We got to do a little research. But there's nine volumes as of now. And yeah, yeah, that's it. Dope. Well, I'm excited. I think this show's great. You guys should definitely watch it. Um, all the viewers should watch it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys definitely sold me on it. So I'm, I'm going to look into it. And that's great. Because I can't tell you how crappy of a job we, like, did it actually hyping it up. Like... It we we in we can't hype it up the way it deserves to be. Yeah, you got to experience it. You can tell it's exactly. the whole party vibe. Exactly. Yeah, you got to be there. You, yeah, and if you're not there, you're a real square. Yeah, this this girl Aiko, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, she's so wholesome, dude. She's yeah, so great. That she's bubbly amazing. little partner that mm-hmm. the serious tactician has, and to make light of everything, it just sounds like so much fun. And him. Getting loose from being around her, swapping energies. Ooh, it's just such a great duo. And like, even when she's 
down on her luck and down and out, she still like manages to keep moving. And I'm like, I respect the hell out of that. That's her like Titan from Tactop Destinies. Like she knew her Very role, much. dude. She yeah, had to dude. keep the charisma. Yeah. For real. Frick on him, dude. I'm hyped. Bro, and she's like so she's so chat energy that she goes out and like runs every morning to keep her stamina up so she can do these like high energy concerts and stuff. But she'll stop in random places and just start singing and people look at her and she don't even care. She just keeps going and then starts running again. I'm like, that's real Chad shit right there, girl. Yeah. like Get a, that bag. Like a, she should have a cane and a top hat spinning around a lamppost. Bass as fuck. Yeah. Like singing, a, putting on the Ritz. Singing Excalibur. If she does that, this show is automatically getting an honorable mention in my top 20. <laughs> Especially if she white faces and does the whole Excalibur outfit too. Going to California. Puts two giant googly eyes on the side of her head. Frick yeah. Hell yeah, that's your boy. Call me. Yeah, boy.